after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Use the cocktail stick. Use the cocktail stick. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Hez. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. Alright, so I am fine, (laughs) but I am finding a little bit of a cough here, and I've been talking all day, so I am afraid that if we get too far into the show and I'm talking too much, I'm just going to start coughing directly into the microphone. So, Well, this is the show for you then, because we have a a cure for that. Oh, that's right. One of the commercials will address that directly, won't it? That's right. The reason I'm bringing up at the top of the show is because I want everybody's pity. No. Um, The reason I'm bringing up is I was hoping that maybe you could kind of um, do most of the talking today, which is really words that I think a lot of the listeners have been (laughs) hoping to hear for quite some time. All right. Well, why don't I I explain what we're talking about today? Do it. Um, So I love The Sopranos. You love The Sopranos. Uh, I love Breaking Bad. I love all basically anything that HBO or or similar puts on about some really bad person who you sort of root for and you definitely like identify with mm-hmm. an and I, anti-hero an anti-hero if you will um, and I feel like right now uh, anti-heroes are sort of they're they're totally the way they're they're like so mainstream like every every we, I feel like we have more anti-heroes than heroes. And so we were looking at commercials that also kind of take that approach where the the protagonist or the spokesperson is is actually an anti-hero, is actually the villain uh, in the in the narrative of the product. Yeah, there's one um, new campaign that's running that caught my attention. I'm still trying to figure out if I like it or not. At first I thought I didn't, then I thought I did. Now I think I don't again. Uh, but that's what got us thinking about anti-heroes. Plus, there's a whole genre of commercials that I thought would have fit perfectly into this category, and I'm not the only one, yet when we examine them closer turns out we might be totally wrong so i want to um run that by you too also in ad council do i see a special um chart in the ad council today yeah we're gonna get our we're gonna get our D on uh vis-a-vis insurance spokespeople our D D dungeons and dungeons and dragons that's how you say that word <laughs> is oh is that related to the 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 Alignment chart. The yes. alignment. That's a D and D thing. I think that's where it originated. Oh, I had no idea. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely from like those role playing games. Oh, so we'll, okay. we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, thanks to something that a listener sent in, and I'm very grateful to a listener who uh, did the painful work of reading the fine print from Domino's. So. Oh, oh because of those commercials that we hate to love and oh, love to God, hate. God, I love to hate those commercials. There are a million ways we might <laughs> fuck up your order, but don't worry, we're gonna make it up to you. But secretly, you, we're not. When you least expect. It. All right, well, let's start uh, by talking about some of these anti-heroes. No more, Mr. Night Sky. No more, Mr. No more, Mr. Night Sky. Sick. He's sick. He's a All right, speaking 
Speaking of sick and obscene, we're going to be hearing from one of your favorite anti-heroes a little bit later. Uh, let's start with this um, campaign, though, that kind of got me thinking about this. These are the Simply Safe commercials. Now, uh, as we put this show together, Vives, I described these to you a million times. Um, now that you see them in front of you, have you seen these in the wild? Yeah, it's a, it's a guy who, no matter what he's doing, has a black ski mask on. <laughs> and kind of an evil mustache popping out from under the black ski mask. And the idea is he is a professional burglar, a professional home robber, right? That's right. That's what they call them, home robbers. Home robbers. Right? But he's the spokesperson for Simply Safe, of course, the home security he's network. He's the spokes robber. The spokes robber, exactly. <laughs> Can that be the name of the show, Spokes Cops and Robbers? Um <laughs> And so the conceit is he is just a normal guy living a very suburban life in his nice middle-class, middle-upper-class home, but he never takes the ski mask off, and he's always speaking to you as a professional robber because who knows security systems better than him? His name is Robert. Robert the Robber. Hi. My name's Robert. Oh, (laughs) this is my house. I live here. I'm here to talk to you about home security. Specifically, just quick, a quick yeah. note. His name is Robert Larson. Oh, <laughs> another, I didn't another know. joke. They put the little Chiron on the screen. Yeah. There. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Security. As a full-time burglar and part-time con man, I know home security better than most. Let's say I'm uh, something of an expert, and as one of the people responsible for protecting my home and my family, I only trust. Simply safe. Now, that's one of the best jokes in the whole campaign, I think, is they pan over to a family photo of him and his wife and his little daughter and and their dog. And it's like, you know, like a Sears type of portrait. And even in that, everybody looks really lovely. But of course, he's wearing a ski mask and has his robber mustache poking out of it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, if something's going down, Simply Safe can send video verification directly to police. Now, while he's sitting at his dining room table, counting out all of this clearly stolen loot. Um, yeah, it looks like a pawn shop in there. <laughs> he realizes that there's another masked burglar who who has like a kind of a radier ski mask trying to break into his house. And his uh, smartphone is buzzing because the security system is working. Yes, which helps them respond up to three and a half times faster. You're losing your touch, Larry. So that's one thing I like. As the cops come and are dragging the other burglar away, that's a nice little reveal that it's a small community. They right. all know each other. He yells, you're losing your touch, Larry. With whole home protection, Simply Safe watches every door and window. With motion and glass break sensors, a panic button, and a freakishly loud siren to encourage guys like me to leave fast. Simply Safe's HD video doorbell lets you see who's at your door from wherever you are, too. So you know if it's a pesky dinnertime sales call, or just dinner. Ah, good evening, sir. Thank you. And that ought to cover it. Now, this is a um, food delivery guy at his front door, and he's paying him with all, all of the stolen property. He's paying them, him with a handful of like gold necklaces. Like a pirate. <laughs> like a pirate paying with booty. Oh, tip. There you go. That's real gold. He throws on one gold watch as the tip. Um, This is a long... expensive pizza. Yeah, this is a long two-minute... Yeah, and and the pizza guy looks disappointed, which I guess you would be because... Yeah. That, like, the majority of that has to be... You're you're now in receipt of stolen goods. And you can't turn that into your employer, so basically you're paying out of pocket probably. Yeah. Now you've got to go fence this shit. Exactly, exactly. So, um, anyway... 
I don't know. You know, as we discussed last week on the show, I never know how I feel about anything until I get your reaction on it. Like, <laughs> when I first saw this, I thought it was, like, kind of dumb, kind of a dumb conceit. I, I thought he thought he was funnier than he was. And then, I don't know, the more I watched him, I started to kind of be delighted by him a little bit. I'm I'm so I'm semi-delighted by this. I think it's interesting some of the things that they've decided to do with it because you can feel their anxiety over this premise, right? Oh, that you feel like you can feel the ad room? Yes, I do. Or the writer's room? I feel like I can feel the, the, you know, either the writer's room or the, the, or the simply safe ponchos or Mm -hmm. whoever feeling anxious about this whole premise. I think he has an exaggerated mustache that like curls out from underneath the uh the ski mask Mm -hmm. his his mustache is like comically large and it's not like you think of a burglar and you think like oh big crazy handlebar mustache Mm -hmm. but i think they're sort of like trying to find some way to like soften him and signal that he's like somehow not dangerous because how many I think that's supposed to harken back to a different time too though right like is it i I feel like it i don't know are they are they convincing me are they like um I can't think of what that's They're incepting sin- you. Yeah, are they incepting I think they're incepting you because I don't think that's a thing. I mean, it, it, like maybe... Know, like an evil guy twisting his big mustache though? Like, ha ha ha. Yeah, but that's not the... But that's not that's more the... more of a robber baron than a robber. Yeah, right. And I also don't think that that's what they're going for. He's not evil. He's like super affable and likable. And I think that they're walking a careful line mm-hmm. here. A guy in a black ski mask who breaks into your home. It's pretty scary just scary. seeing him in a ski mask all the time, right? Yeah. This next We're one- very programmed to find that image frightening. And I feel like they're doing a lot of like razzle dazzle mm-hmm. and a lot of jokes to get to get us comfortable with the premise. Yeah. And this next one is one that's running now that kind of won me over a little bit. In this one, he's sitting up in his bathtub. Got a nice little... Uh, candle there with some it looks like body wash and of course we just see kind of the top of his chest and he's in the tub but he's still wearing the ski mask so it's a funny juxtaposition and in this one again we have a a a food delivery service and he's going to be able using you know his smartphone and the simply safe bells and whistles doodads he's going to be able to uh get that pizza without leaving the tub with simply safe's video doorbell pro you'll know if the person at your door is friend or foe we're just a late night cheese pizza with extra meatballs. With my smart lock, I can let him in. Uh, entree vu. And I can lock up from right here. So he Name opens, he unlocks the door. The pizza guy opens the door, slides the pizza in. I presume he's been mm-hmm. paid via credit card. Yeah. There is no scenario, there is no reality in which I would, from my tub, unlock my door for a stranger and let them like put something in my house and then come back out and maybe it's different as if you're a woman it just like it's insanity to imagine doing I think that they're trying to push us push us in that direction though because remember amazon was experimenting for a while with like you could leave for work nobody could be home but you would leave right. you would give them access to your home via some sort of electronic key so they could enter your house and drop off packages inside to be clear i wouldn't do that either but i mm-hmm. kind of understand you identify amazon or whatever as a trusted vendor and there's a certain amount of accountability there but like Jimmy from the pizza shop is 
I don't know, Jimmy. Mm. So this is about you being biased against pizza delivery guys. Or just guys named Jimmy, really. Oh, it's, oh, you know what? I didn't realize that this pizza guy's name was Jimmy. <laughs> That's where I think we broke down a little bit. Would you? Like, you're... You're on, you're, you know, you're, I mean, it's funny to imagine you're taking a bath because I don't mm-hmm. think in 20 years I've known you to take a bath. Or take my clothes off. Or, yeah, I mean, you're never mm-hmm. nude. Right, of So course. I guess it's less scary for you because. Yeah, because I'll always be wearing my short shorts. You always have your short shorts on, exactly. But like, you're indisposed, let's say. Mm-hmm. Would you unlock the door for a stranger to slide something in? No, but I'm pretty old school. I think that. I do think that one, generally speaking, is a little aspirational. Um, it's also interesting, you know, there. this is Simply Safe, which is essentially a security company, but it's clear that there is so much more than that or going for so that much smart more. house Because thing. there's yeah. nothing in that commercial that has anything to do with security at all. It has to do with having robot locks and a camera so you can, well, I guess cameras are inherently kind of part of security. But, but I know, agree. They're trying to. That's more about convenience. They're not, nobody's, a, nothing's a threat here. It's all right. about like your convenience and your smart home and all that stuff. It's a little bit weird, actually. Like, this is a guy, if you haven't seen the first ad where he's explaining that he's a robber and he is, you know, that's why he wears the ski mask. This story has nothing to do with danger or safety, mm-hmm. really. Right. He's just a random guy wearing a ski mask in the bathtub. Which for really no kind of adds to the horror. It's horror. pretty horrifying. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on the single campaign. We have a lot to get to, but. Just because I want to see your reaction to this commercial, there's another one in the series where um, they all kind of follow a little bit of a different format. That first one was a real introductory type of situation. That last one, as we said, he's in the tub and it's less about security and more about uh, convenience. This one, he's clearly in his daughter's room. And I'm not saying daughter because it involves a dollhouse, by the way. I'm saying daughter because we saw in the setup commercial that he has a daughter. Yes. Just want to make that clear. But he's clearly in his daughter's room here next to her dollhouse and... Uh, he uses the dollhouse to explain the home security and he uses like a little action figure of a guy who looks like him, like kind of a normal looking guy with a ski mask on who's trying to get into the house. It's very visual. But so I'm just playing this for Genevieve. Everybody else, just go about your day for about 30 (laughs) seconds. I just want to see if Genevieve likes this. As someone well acquainted with home security, I can tell you, just locking your front door won't stand in the way of a professional like me. <laughs> it is kind of funny when he says, well acquainted with home security. He kind of does air, he does a very casual air quote right. with one of his hands. So for my house, I count on the best whole home protection out there. Simply safe. Outside, they can guard every window and door against intruders with professional monitoring to dispatch police. Inside, an army of sensors protects you from things like fire, water damage, and can even call for help in medical emergencies. So take it from us experts. Get Simply Safe and protect home like a pro. The last one, he 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 uh, has his little doll say it for him. So anyway, that's very visual, but uh, up our alley as far as liking scale models. Of yeah, things. it's fun to see people playing with dolls. <laughs> that that, that my, I enjoyed. That's my point. Okay, you got the next one. Um, yes, we talked about anti anti heroes, anti heroes. I keep anti, going anti heroes. Anti heroes. I keep going uh, back and forth. But anyway, um, as we were talking about this concept of where the the villain or the bad guy is sort of the protagonist or at least the spokesperson um, who should come to mind. But mayhem, of course, our or favorite. as I like to call him mayhem. Right. What do you have an Easter? Mayhem. Uh, mayhem. Exactly. Unless it's an April, then it's an April ham. So I, I, 
I hesitate to even play these because no, I, you don't. You love them. I do love them, and there are so many. Do you know that this has this campaign has been going uh, for almost a decade? Wow, I do believe it, though. Yeah, I think it started in 2010, uh, and I'm going to share some deets, some dazzling deets about uh, mm. Dean Winters, the actor who plays Mayhem. I don't think we've talked about these two, and they're they're always so well written, and he's such a charming sociopath. Um, in all of them, in in whatever incarnation of, of danger and mayhem he is, that it's sort of worth just to hear it. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked, I know we've played a number of them before, but why don't you play this one? This is, uh, he's your cat in this one. And he's, he's, he's of course, you know, Dean Winters in his black suit, but running around the house acting like a destructive cat. Right, because he always personifies chaos or mayhem. Right. I'm your cat. And ever since you brought me home that day... <laughs> Well, I've been plotting to destroy you, sizing you up, calculating your every move. You think this is love? This is a billion years of tiger DNA just ready to pounce. Now, we should mention some of the chaos that he's creating, or mayhem, (laughs) is uh, he's upstairs in the bathroom kind of like turning on the water in the tub so that it starts overflowing. Meanwhile, he's also laying on the couch. Again, this is a human being acting like a cat. He's just kind of laying on his back on the couch while his owner... A woman, the homeowner, is kind of uh, casually dangling a cat toy in front of him. The best sight gag is where he's riding around on a... He's crouched on a Roomba. Oh, yeah. And right. riding it around the room. Right. All the water the from the bathroom just came crashing you could through. You coughing up the cash for this. So get all state and be better protected from mayhem. Like meow. <laughs> At the end, um, it looks like he has eaten the... Pet canary. Yeah. Blow some feathers out. And then he's also just sitting on a counter at one point, knocking things off it. There is, I was, I was, so I was reading about uh, the success of this campaign, which it, of course, it's been running for almost a decade and they've mm-hmm. made, you know, how many of them? Uh, it's incredibly successful. Uh, and one of the, one of some, you know, aside that I read in the article about him was he has. X million uh, Facebook followers. So I went and checked out their Facebook page for him. Real real um, question. We're talking about the character of Mayhem, yes. not Dean Winters. Right, Mayhem. the character of Mayhem. And there is an extended version or like sort of, I guess, an outtake from that cat one there uh-huh. where he just for a couple of minutes just chases a laser pointer around a room. <laughs> and I was riveted. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. And they don't even use a tiny bit of the laser pointer gag in no, this commercial. It's just an outtake or or separately filmed. But uh, like uh, Dean Winters just goes for it, just like running into things, knocking over lamps, trying to chase this laser pointer. I mean, he just... Kills it. That is so smart. I mean, that goes back to the kind of the the early days of internet advertising. Not even internet so much as, you know, people TiVoing commercials and having the ability to move away from commercials. They got to find ways to bring you into their world, which they did. If you know that a funny actor like Dean Winters is doing special skits, then you're going to go to their Facebook page to engage as they say yeah um it's actually this article from 2011 in the chicago tribune uh talks about how you know again this is almost a decade ago but talks about how viral these ads are um and says like you know everyone skips commercials nobody likes commercials but you almost certainly have had somebody send you one of the send you a Mm -hmm. link to one of these Uh. with the note that you've got to see it so they're so popular um, it was a creation of uh, the Chicago ad agency Leo Burnett, um, specifically, obviously, created for Allstate. Listen to this. 
In the original pitch made by Burnett in 2010, a suggestion of what the Mayhem character might be was represented by a photo of Harvey Keitel as the sinister Mr. White in Reservoir Uh Dogs. No kidding. Where do I even begin with that? That is so wrong. First of all, Mr. White is played by Harvey Keitel, but he's not sinister. If you've seen Reservoir Dogs, he is by far the most sort of like Uh. humane, like thoughtful guy. He's, yes, he's a bank robber, but he's not, he's not a crazy, he's not an agent of chaos. See, I don't remember the role. I don't remember that movie all that well. I mean, I remember well, I, loving it at so the time. So did you not but, also watch it 50 times in your senior year of high school? <laughs> I watched it once or twice in high school and college. And I liked the movie, but I guess I don't remember which character represented which kind of aspect of the gang. But he was more the heart. He was very much the heart. He's mm. helping the Tim Roth character, who is secretly a cop. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. I can't believe you did that. Um He's helping the Tim Roth character try to live through this being gut shot. Mm. Mr. Blonde, who's played by Michael Madsen. Oh, yeah, I know that. Who goes nuts. Yeah. He goes nuts. He's mayhem. He's mayhem. He even, and I was shocked to realize as I, because I went back and looked at a clip today. We cannot play it. Um, The N-word instances alone are just right out. Um, But Mr. Blonde's character is totally unpredictable, incredibly violent, and actually looks and kind of even gives off a vibe. Mm-hmm. I think that's who Dean Winters is kind of doing. Do you think this actually. was a, just do you think the journalist made a mistake here? Well, I mean he says Harvey Keitel and mm-hmm. like it's pretty hard to confuse Harvey Keitel with Michael Madsen. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought that was interesting because as soon as I saw as soon as I saw that reference I was like, "Oh yeah, it does remind me of someone from Reservoir Dogs, but it's not Harvey Keitel." Mm-hmm. Um Blah, blah, blah. He plays the Tina Fey's no-account boyfriend. Yeah, obviously, we all know that. Um, Oh, this is kind of fun. Um, So he really tried to turn down this job. Um, He said, uh, when I got the Allstate job offer, uh, I'd kind of taken a step back from the business, and I was hesitant. They kept coming at me. They showed me the teenage girl script. Uh, That's the one where he's a teenage girl who's, like, not paying attention as she's driving. yeah. uh, Where I was texting in the SUV, and it made me laugh out loud, and I had a good idea of what I could do with that. Hmm. Uh, he has it's probably been the smartest decision he's ever made in his life. Um, and it really gives him a lot to do. Yeah. You know, he's not just, hey, I decided I'm going to put my name on this thing. And also, you, you run the risk with these campaigns. We did a whole show on this of um, you're a likable enough actor or character actor, well-known person, but then they have you play a character that's unlikable right. or for whatever reason, and you can hurt your own personal brand. Yes. You know, and it's funny, like, of course, his actions are unlikable, mm-hmm. but he is incredibly likable in these, or, 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 I mean, I think that's why he's such an anti-hero. Like, you, it's hard to say if you root for, for Mayhem, mm-hmm. but you definitely root for seeing more of him. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the performances. Um, I think he's a kind of a, a perfect anti-hero. Yeah. Um, oh, there's just a couple of interesting things about Dean Winters because I was I kind of went down a Dean Winters hole today. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, <laughs> go ahead. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Go ahead. Um, he was. Tell clim- me more about the Dean Winters hole that you went down in tw- 2009. He like let some sort of infection go unattended, and he got sepsis and went got had to go to the hospital and in the ambulance he died for five minutes what yeah he died for five minutes 
It's a miracle he, that he's around. I know. He says they he should make a commercial based on that. I, that's what I'm saying. His his okay. Then as if that was enough. A month later, about with gangrene, which I'm going to assume what? is connected to the original okay. sepsis. Otherwise, that dude really needs to take better care yeah, of himself. Yeah, take some fucking vitamins. Take some vitamins. <laughs> take some antibiotics. Resulted in the amputation of two toes and half of a thumb. Wait, so, he's missing half a thumb? That's what I'm and wondering. Two to- to- I mean, we wouldn't know about toes, but you'd think, I mean, I guess you can shoot around it. I guess thumb. you can shoot. I mean, shooting around the, the toes is no problem, but I am going to be watching for that thumb. Yeah, wa- watch for that thumb. Watch for the thumb. If you ever see him in real life, just to, like you don't harass celebrities, but just kind of give him a thumb. Thumbs up and right. see when he shoots back. Double at you. thumbs up, so he has to because you got to see both. <laughs> Don't ad council remember that if you see Dean Winters, trick him, do a double thumbs up. Don't harass the Dean Winters. It's not a harassment to, to do double <laughs> thumbs up unless someone has a deep, dark thumb secret. He said it to HuffPo. I don't know how secret it could be. Um, this one last thing, and then we can move on. So I told you he turned down the role. It's a real thumb and thumber situation. <laughs> Sorry, it's so bad. Sorry. Um, when he turned down the role at the beginning, uh, when it was first off to him, he said, "My smartass remark was that I became an actor so I wouldn't have to put on a suit and sell insurance." <laughs> but then my agent slapped me around and said, "Come on, get real," <laughs> which I totally hear in the voice of Dennis Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as I'm sitting over here trying to suppress my coughs and my sneezes, um, let's go into the world, the murky world of Mucinex. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Let's talk about some Mucinex. Do you need to get some Mucinex? I think so. Um, th- I, we were having lunch the other day talking about Mucinex. Unfortunately, un- we did think of this ad campaign and how it fits into this thesis um, over lunch um, because... Well, here's the thing, though. An antihero means that you root for them. These Mucinex commercials use the germs as their spokespeople or spokes critters yeah. or spokes blobs. But are they really antiheroes if we don't root for them? Well, I think this is much in the vein of the uh, the postmodern show that we mm-hmm. did. It's a little bit hard to put your finger mm-hmm. or half of a thumb, whatever you got, <laughs> right on what it is, what the concept is. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that this show is well known for, it is high concepts that we really aren't equipped to deal with. (laughs) And this is exactly that. Um, I think that the Dean Winters Mayhem character is, is a good example because in the same way that like Tony Soprano or Walter White is the center of your attention and you, and you are, you are with them and you are essentially seeing the world from their perspective, but you still, as an audience member, can kind of identify what they're doing or who they're being as bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what makes the anti-hero mm-hmm. versus, yeah, versus say, just a villain. Yeah, and I would say our first commercial series, the um, security ones, also kind of fit right. into that, right? Because we see other burglars that we're rooting against who are trying to break into the burglar's house, right. right? Like he, whether or not you as a viewer buy into it, he's definitely supposed to be an anti-hero in these commercials. These Mucinex commercials have animated germs, right? M- mucus. Mucus. Oh, God, so gross. It's like a big, green, shiny blob. And uh, they're the ones who are selling the Mucinex. Yoo-hoo, Liz, Rob, cough if you nerds are in here. Shh. Oh, that voice, of course. Well, we'll talk about it, yeah. That is Jason Manzukis, And uh, right now, the, um, the, the 
piece of mucus, the blob of mucus. The dollop of mucus. The dollop of mucus is in a library. Yoo-hoo, Liz, Rob, cough if you nerds are in here. Shh. Shh. I didn't use an XTM for my phlegmy cough. What about Rob, the king of dry scratchy coughs? He's got two medicines in one and lasts 12 hours. 12 hours? Who studies that long? I never studied a day in my life and I turned out fine. Put now the down. library grab librarian grabs the dollop of mucus and carries him out of the uh, library. So we're sticking with the dollop. I think so. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Do a dollop so of mucus. That's Jason Mantoukas, but that is not the original voice. It is not. We've t- I, we've talked about the uh, the mucus voice before. It used to be the actor T.J. Miller, um, who probably is best known for Silicon Valley and Deadpool. Um, he oh, who's he in Deadpool? I've never seen Deadpool. He has a significant role in that. Yeah, okay. he's sort of his his friend and co- the friend mm. and confidant of Ryan Reynolds' okay. character. Um, T.J. Uh, T. Miller, for those who don't know, a couple years ago. Uh, was accused of sexual assault back in college. He vehemently denied it, um, said it was just a spurned lover or some some personal vendetta. Uh, he was dropped from Silicon Valley. I think it was sort of sort of mutual. He had other things too, though. He was harassing a woman in via text yeah, he message seems like a real in the piece airplane, like you know, whatever. There's a lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, you him. know, we and we've all we've we've heard stories that um, he was kind of the ringleader. What's the name of the woman who was the actress on that show? Uh, I'm terrible at recall and stuff. Like anyway, that. there was an actress on that show uh, who I'm now blanking on her name, but she said that in that very male-dominated cast. Um, she was subject to a lot of unpleasant harassment and that T.J. Miller was sort of the ringleader and that everyone else either egged him on or turned a blind eye. Mm. Uh, so I kind of believe that whatever is or isn't true about the sexual assault, he just seems like kind of a garbage person. Mm-hmm. Um, not a garbage person, but a garbage person. I've never said this on on, on the show before on TBTL, but I think one of the most accidentally funny things I've ever said was... <laughs> One week I had ordered two pizzas in the same week. You know, usually if I'm ordering a pizza, it's, we're a probably one pizza a week kind of family. And I realized I had ordered two pizzas within the realm of one garbage pickup. And so I took out the old pizza box and I dumped it in the in the yard waste compost thing. And I came back upstairs and I said to you, oh, no. The garbage people, that like the garbage pickup people, are going to see that we ate two takeout pizzas in one week. And I said, I don't want the garbage people to think that we're garbage people. <laughs> every now and then, I know they were my words and you shouldn't laugh at your own jokes, but every now and then I think of that and it cheers me up. Yes. Well, I think that T.J. Miller might be a true garbage person. Okay. Um, and so when, when these allegations kind of surfaced, um, he was basically dropped from Silicon Valley and also pretty much simultaneously dropped from uh, Mucinex. And this was in February of 2018, which I didn't realize that was that long ago because Manzukis actually, who was who was hired for the for the role, and he has that similar kind of like, how to describe it, like kind of, kind of, la- kind of braying voice, yeah, you okay, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm a huge fan of Jason Manzuka. You know, it's funny because you could see, you understand why they'd both be up for the same role yeah. and maybe even other roles, yet somehow, and maybe this is totally unfair, maybe it's just based on context of what I do know, but you just always get the impression that somebody like T.J. Miller would be problematic and someone like David Jason Manzukis would be the opposite. Like I just when I see when you listen to him on a podcast or when you see yeah. him uh, see him on TV or doing whatever, when I see Jason Manzukis, I just think what a he just comes off as such a big loving goofball yes. and somehow tj miller comes off as a slime ball you know what Je- manzukas often plays like a scuzzy guy uh-huh. but i always get the impression that he is making fun of the scuzzy guy mm-hmm. when he's playing him and it's a subtle thing it's hard to articulate and it's this whole like you know what's what's offensive comedy and what's not and mm. how do you determine when someone's punching up or when someone's playing a character or whatever mm. but all i can tell you is it's subjective and to me when manzukas is being sleazy it's the joke is on the sleazy guy mm-hmm. and when tj miller's being sleazy the joke is on the person that he's like kind mm-hmm. of leering at mm-hmm. or there's a part of you like especially, or exploiting or whatever especially in like the silicon valley example like that you're Kind of like, yeah, you're kind of laughing at the character, but there's still kind of a broiness there yeah. that is kind of like... Anyway, so you have another commercial, another Mucinex. Is this a T.J. Miller one? Is this a T.J. No, Miller I, joint or this another I just, Manzucas? I grabbed only Manzucas ones, although it's interesting on iSpot, even ones that I'm pretty sure are Manzucas that, have aired, that, are, that seem to have been made since 2018... Um, identify them as having T.J. Miller in them. So I think that Icebot's just like... Oh, just a clerical. Just a clerical error. Uh, I see. Icebot, take care of your shit. So is this a Halloween? Yeah, so this is the Mucinex. The dollop of mucus is at the head of a sort of horde of zombies, and they're walking up to a woman's uh, door uh, in a Halloween kind of scenario. So we're sticking with dollop? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What's I could this? go with spoonful. Cindy, that cold's gonna keep you up all night, and tomorrow you're gonna be a zombie. <laughs> Forget that. I'm taking a new nighttime cold medicine. Ah, there's nothing new. Afraid so. New Mucinex night shift cold and flu fights my worst symptoms, so I can sleep great and wake up human. <laughs> so you don't want to be a zombie? No, I've got to work tomorrow. Don't eat me. I taste terrible. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I so it wasn't. So they were real zombies. These weren't trick or treaters dressed up like zombies. He was just leading an actual pack of zombies. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I've never tried Mucinex. I like the way that, like, the new. I've tried Mucinex. This new Mucinex is like, there is something new. This one will knock your ass out. Yes. Like NyQuil. That's really my only qualification for cold medicine is that it needs to be just. A very heavy sedative. Do well, you, that's you, at night, though. What do you do during the day? I don't the take. Same. Any, I don't take anything during the day. Like um, Dayquil. Yeah, I'm not good at my job. Dayquil gives me. Um, it almost gives me like a head high that I really do not like. I actually, wouldn't know. I haven't been sick in like, I don't know, a decade. That is so untrue. You just it got sick true. not all that long ago. And when you get sick, you become a huge baby about it. Here's what you always say. <laughs> because it happens Why once a decade. to me? I never get sick. I I'm do the never strong get sick. one. And you say that like three times a year when you get sick. No, I've taken like two or three sick days in the last decade. Now, granted, they were last year. I did get, I got the flu last year. But it was a very rare occurrence for mm. me. I used to be very proud of two things. One my supervision. Mm-hmm. I had an incredible eyesight. I still have very good far vision, but I cannot read anything that's 
closer than two feet. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. You don't Which have arms Which is mostly where books are. are. Yeah, yes. like I go to a restaurant with you now and you literally cannot get your arm far enough away from your face. In the words of my dad, I either need stronger glasses, stronger glasses or longer, longer arms. arms. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they are, I'm not going to be able to get longer arms. Okay, um, I can't remember what we're talking about. The other about. thing that I'm very oh, proud yeah. of is that I almost never get sick but that's just something that you make up that you say it's all the time not made and then up. You i have get had, sick. i've taken seriously in the last decade fewer than five sick days i'm not arguing that with you i know you can get the job but can you do the job <laughs> i never take sick days okay that's fine i don't i don't really want to continue this argument what else do we have on the all right show sheet? well i do want to ask you quickly do you think that the mucinex qualifies as an anti-hero having gone through all that i gotta say no I'm it's glad we talked villain. about it. I think it's just a villain. And I, I think you can... I mean, but it's, it's more or less from his perspective. You enter and leave true. the scene with him. But you're not rooting for him. Like, you're rooting for the woman who's like, Nuh-uh, I'm beating you, dollop of mucus. I guess so. But, I mean, there, there were victims of Walter White that I rooted for as well, you know? I suppose. But I think it's the perspective that, that makes the mm. difference. Like, I think you enter the scene, you always enter the scene with mm -hmm. the mucus, and then often the, the cold sufferer will leave the scene mm -hmm. and you all and you and you conclude the scene with him he's that's like the, he's sort of the the central figure that's, that's why true. i think he kind of then, okay yeah i'll go with it i'll go with it I, I, I guess i guess what i'm confusing is do you have to be likable to be the anti and i think you do not yeah because i don't think he's likable whereas i think the other two examples we've given so far like would you say likeable. dr house is likable i didn't really watch that show very much i guess his he's you definitely root for him, though, and there's the moments where you're just like, "Yeah, he he told those medical students." I, I'm a little bit vague More on the kind, but I, he told those medical students. But at the end of the day, like he really did save a life, and everybody learned a lesson, and the world's a better place for cranky Doctor Pill Popper. I guess I know more about that show than I thought. Yeah, you really followed. <laughs> you really pulled it together there. I the swear, end. I've never seen a full episode of that, but you used to have it on from time to time. Yeah. But anyway, um, okay, you know, you have a couple here that um, I'm completely unfamiliar with, so I'm excited to know why these are on the list. City yeah, Bank? I'll be interested to see what you think about these. I think they're sort of an edge case, um, which maybe we've said about all of them. Um, these are some. These are about identity theft. And when we were talking about the house robber guy, I was thinking not of... Not Dr. House. Not Dr. House You're robber. so confused. Just Mr. House okay. robber. House, what is his name? Robert Larson? <laughs> Robert Larson. Yeah. Rob Larson-y. Um, these are for Citibank identity theft protection. Um, and what you're going to hear is one voice, but it's the voice is completely mismatched with the person that you're seeing. Oh, so, oh yeah. So the the voice is of the person who did the identity stealing. Yeah. And, this, and the person you're seeing is the person whose identity got stolen. I remember these. These haven't been on for a while, I think. Yeah, they're pretty old. Okay, yeah. They were kind of scary. Whenever commercials yes, do that Yeah, they are thing, a little scary. Because Allstate does that as well, right? With yes. the actor who was in 24, whose name I can't recall. Our right first now. black president. That's right. He um, He's the spokesperson for Allstate. And they had a series of commercials where it was his deep, low, like baritone voice, but coming out of like I don't know somebody who doesn't you know look or seem like they would sound <laughs> yes. like him you know like a young woman or whatever um, and there's something disconcerting about it to me it always really turned me off I mean I like him yeah um, but it really turned me off though and I think these commercials did the same thing but with these commercials 
that's the effect they're going for. They're right. trying to creep you it's out. It's intended to be creepy. Yeah. So, so you're going to hear this first one. Um, the the voice will be what you hear, but what you're seeing is kind of a schlubby white guy in a fairly sort of rundown looking house or apartment sitting at a table, um, just kind of like wearing a bathrobe and boxer shorts, basically. First, I emptied the checking account, and then I hit the mall. And there in the window was this sexy little outfit. And oh my gosh, I just had to have it. $1,500 for a leather bustier. I didn't care. It lifts and separates. <laughs> Plus, it's not like I'm actually paying for it. <laughs> and then the Chiron comes up. Jake B, identity theft victim. He's He's got a real Archie Bunker vibe to yes. him. And his easy chair there, just like... It's a, a great description. In a really kind of like, you know, kind of dirty looking living room with wood paneling. And uh, that's and he's just going to sit in there like El Bundy or whatever. And the voice coming out is that. And it's interesting because even though he's the victim and you're seeing him in his quote unquote real life, he's not just saying the words and mouthing along with them. He's also acting them out. Yeah. So like when she when the when the spokeswoman sounds happy he like kind of mm-hmm. winks and grins and, and he kind of gestures with the lift and separate I think, yeah exactly bit, right? so it's like it's really conflating the, the identities of these two people um that makes me feel like there's a bit of an anti-hero quality to it i could see it this one maybe you know i wonder if there's some uh implicit bias in me hearing like a young woman's voice in an older guy is not as disconcerting to me as hearing a man's voice coming out of like a little kid or maybe a woman well we got some other examples here why don't you play okay, this one what is this one same premise um but you're gonna hear um the voice of the thief who is a man uh, who sounds like sort of a lounge lizard type okay. uh, he will identify himself as larry at a certain point and the person that he's whose identity he has stolen they've really gone out of their way to like make the people completely unlike each other yeah, and yeah. i think they're almost always like different sexes even uh-huh. which is a little weird like i'm not sure i would steal a man's identity huh. but anyway i guess it doesn't matter i guess on the internet no one knows if you're a dog um that's a new yorker reference no i know it's very famous <laughs> um the woman who is, has been her had her identity stolen uh, appears to be like a dental hygienist uh-huh. and she's working on a patient while she's delivering this monologue I used a credit card to treat myself to a little chunk of heaven, baby. That singles weekend in Tijuana. Freaky deaky. But first, I needed to power up my babe magnet. Self-tanning cream, fresh hair plugs, and a complete wax job on the old chassis. (laughs) Slow down, ladies. There's enough Larry for everyone. (laughs) Fraud early. Oh, you describing that. I thought I was going to hate that so much. These are really good. Yeah. I remember this campaign, but I don't remember those two specific examples. I had to stop myself at two. There were were a bunch that were really funny. That's really good. You know, um, Hannah Brooks Olson, my co-host, you know I do another podcast, right? I do, yeah. She was over here here earlier today and we're recording a different podcast and um it's called spotless you should check it out it's about cleaning um and i said to her that we were doing this concept for the show tonight and i said do you have any examples of like anti-heroes and commercials i kind of set it up for and she said immediately the same thing that i said to you over lunch the other day oh yeah well basically any of those cartoon serial commercials tricks rabbit tricks rabbit tricks rabbit tricks the rabbit rabbit 
I think it's just the tricks rabbit. Rabbit loves tricks. Rabbit loves tricks. <laughs> um, the Lucky Charms dude, uh, who I, does that character have a name? The little leprechaun guy. I don't know. Um, she's like, you know, they're totally anti-heroes. They're always trying to steal the kids' cereal. And then um, I said to her the same thing that you kind of pointed out to me, which is not really. I think in all of those, the cartoons are the victims, aren't they? The they're kids are the, kind of the assholes. They're either the victims, in, in the case of the Trix Rabbit, which who I think is just perennially victimized by the children. Yeah. Why are tricks only for children? Yeah, who said that? Who, who said who, it? Who, just the kids. Who, That's like a rule that kids made exactly. up. Exactly. Um, or... More often, the the serial spokes critter is like leading them to the serial. So, like I think, like Tony the Tiger, Toucan Sam, Toucan Sam. Follow your, your nose. Your 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 you know Captain's Crunch. Your uh, I think what did you say? Oh, the Lucky Charms guy. Lucky Charms guy, I think, is trying to. Um is trying to protect his because I watched one today. Lucky Charms guy is oh, trying is to protect, it like his, protecting cereal his gold from the from the kids again. Oh, yeah. okay. So mm-hmm. so either he's either the either the serial thing serial critter is being victimized or threatened by the children or is in league with the children. But in neither case is it really like an anti hero. Yeah, but I'm, I there, mean maybe the cookie crisp burglar is a oh let's listen to this lucky charms commercial from the 90s Uh those kids are after me lucky charms but thanks to me red balloon i've made a clean getaway well looky there a shooting star and it's heading this way Ah, a deserted island well at least i can eat me lucky charms in peace Oh, wow, the marshmallow is delicious. Oh, no, more kids. I've got to get away. But how? There's a big star-shaped hole in my balloon. Maybe there's an answer in my magic rainbow. So, again, clearly the kids are trying to steal. Like, kids, just tell your parents you want some. Like, stop harassing yeah. these. He, this guy already hardly... got his cereal. He's a <sighs> full-grown leprechaun. That's right. I think. That's right. Um, you mentioned Cookie Crisp, though, right? Yeah. Let's just try this out. And also, so this is a call to listeners, by the way. Um, is there is there another one that I'm not thinking of? Is there some reason why we always think that these the cartoon serial mascots are the anti-heroes and we're dismissing it? Or generally speaking, because this is one of those shows where I just have this vague feeling that we're leaving a lot on the table regarding this concept. Like, yeah. I think it's a solid concept, and we're, we came up with some examples, but I feel like there are so many more, and I've been yeah, racking my head. Yeah, I think there's some obvious head. ones that we're somehow missing. Yeah. I will say, we talked about putting the Noid on here. Oh, the Noid! But what? I went what? down a Noid-shaped hole also. Okay. Um, It had these crazy ears. No, <laughs> I, I did look at a bunch of Noid commercials, and the Noid is not an anti-hero. The Noid is unequivocally a villain. Yes, he's mm-hmm. the central figure in the mm-hmm. in the thing, but you're never like for one thing, he doesn't even have any lines. He just like he, I think he's silent. Mm-hmm. He like, makes squeaky noises. He might while he make some, on the pizza. some squeaky noises. Uh-huh. But there's always like a a voiceover saying like the Noid is threatening your pizza, mm-hmm. but Domino's is here to you know get it right fifty percent of the time yeah. or whatever whatever their batting average is. Um, and the Noid is so clearly positioned as a villain mm-hmm. that I don't think it's fair to say that you're ever like. In the Noids world. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I got a Cookie Crisp commercial here. I want to play for you. Cookie Crisp is what they took. Little cookies they can't resist. Make them how for Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. 
<laughs> okay, so there's a, this is all a cartoon, including the little human boy. Um, but there's a boy sitting at his um, kitchen table eating Cookie Crisp, and then I, I guess apparently this Cookie Crisp robber and his dog robber companion right uh, stole those Cookie Crisps. Right. We don't actually see him yank it off the table. I but don't he think. He stole it. But he stole it, and now the um, c- Cookie Cop is chasing him down the street. It's a little confused. Cookie Cop all across the country now. Everyone's doing cookie the Cookie Crisp now. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. The whole and good part of this complete breakfast. I will stand on this one being an anti-hero. Because everybody is singing the robber's song. And the robber's is the person whose journey we're on. That's yeah. the character whose journey we're on. They it's clearly like their, you know, their blue meth that's at issue here. Anyway, um Listeners, I sh- I'm sure we're missing some. So send them in and we'll talk about them on a future episode. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Well, I want to say thank you to listener Nathaniel, who really took a bullet for us this week. Really? Yes. Um, we've talked about dominoes. Um, and their ill-conceived, on-its-face concept of pizza insurance. It's not enough that they mess up your pizza some enormous, some percentage of the time that is so significant that you are encouraged to take out insurance on their product from them, which feels like just a whole host of legal issues and liabilities associated with that. Well, to clarify, the original pizza insurance commercials were aimed at the takeout customers. You went, you picked up your takeout, and then you stepped in a pothole and dropped it, or a tree fell in your car. So it wasn't on them. But they have this new spate of commercials running that I don't think talk about pizza insurance. It's just saying, hey, we're probably going to fuck up your pizza. And when we do, we're going to replace it with a new one in the middle of the day, right? Well, they're calling it delivery insurance. They are. Okay. I think so, okay. yeah. I mean, do you want to just play that one real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I think I have it right here. Oh, you're right. It's called delivery insurance. At Domino's, a delivery gone wrong doesn't just hurt your pizza night. It hurts our pride. We're going to be expediting this order. It could be a missing dipping sauce. It could be a wrong topping. Maybe we snotted on your pizza. Maybe we stomped on it. If your delivery isn't what you expected, make a claim, and we'll make it right. Anyway, they bring up they bring pizzas to people who, according to this commercial, are not expecting them. Like it, it seems like in the oh, middle of the day. The next day, we're in the suburbs delivering pizzas because we messed up somebody else's order the night before. Well, the devil, as always, is in the details. Um, so they this was this was again badly conceived to begin with, and this is from mm-hmm. Na- uh, Nathaniel. Uh, so I looked up the delivery insurance on Domino's website. The fine print is everything. Quote. You can report the issue on Domino's tracker page, your order confirmation page, or through your order confirmation email. Tell us what went wrong. Then choose from one of two options. Either a coupon for 20% off of your next order. What? Or 60 pieces of the 60 piece of the pie rewards TM points. Oh, that's their reward system is called Piece of the Pie Rewards. So you get 60 Piece of the Pie Rewards points. To receive the points, you must be a member of the Domino's Piece of the Pie Rewards program. If you're not already a member, just enroll within seven days of the date of your order to receive your 60 points and redeem that within the next 30 days for a free pizza from Domino's. Domino's makes it easy (laughs) to make it right. (laughs) 
I am. Oh my God. This is the best comedic writing. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I could, I could go to comedy school, whatever that looks like. Oh my and God. I could never write something as hilarious as that. Tell us what went wrong and then choose from one of two options. Either a coupon for 20% off your next order or 60 pieces of the pie rewards points to receive the points you must re- be a member of the domino's piece of the pie rewards program so if you're not already a member just re- enroll within seven days of the date of your order receive 60 points and redeem them within the next 30 days for a free pizza from domino's domino's, domino's makes, makes it, it easy, easy to, to make, make it right, right. <laughs> i think nathaniel put it best this is ridiculously circuitous if you want pizza go to grubhub and order from a small local private place that will take your call and send you a fix immediately if they get it wrong which is exactly it's very That's rare all the t- I mean, not all the time, but it's happened, and that's what happened. It's very rare that I get a pizza delivered because pizza is pretty straightforward. But we always order. I'm proud to give them a plug. Uh, Chubb Brothers Pizza here nope. in Seattle. No, nope. P- Pudge Brothers. Oh, what did I say? Chubb Brothers. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh man, I, I had <laughs> I had some I had some Chubb Brothers in college. It's kind of a fraternal kind of thing. Uh, but no, no, it's a hazing ritual. Yeah, Pudge Brothers Pizza here in Seattle. I don't think they're a chain. I'm pretty sure they only have one location in kind of Wallingford University District a- area. But um, I always order from them through an app. And one time we ordered pepperoncinis because we had some. Instead, you know, there was a no meat. I think pizza. we've actually told this story on the podcast. Oh, before. have we? Yeah. Then uh, anyway, um, they, they re- but they put, replaced. They the put pepperoni right on it, and like yeah. they. Sped it to our house. They replay. We call them. They're like, "Oh shoot, sorry." You know what? They check the receipt. You're like, "Yeah, we t- you totally ordered it right." And they like replaced it immediately. Yeah. They didn't surprise me with a pizza the next day when no. I didn't want one or when I wouldn't be home. When they didn't ask me if I wanted twenty percent off or a sixty. They did say piece of the pie to rewards. you on the phone. It hurts our pride. Yeah, that's they did. Go, go, go. We got it. This is not a drill. <laughs> this is what we trained for. <laughs> So anyway, that is comedy gold, Domino's. Truly comedy gold. So now, I did not realize this next thing had anything to do with Dungeons and Dragons. I, I thought it was just more of a kind of philosophical I thing. I think it does. Although, huh. nerds, get at me if I get this wrong. For for players of Dungeons and Dragons, or I don't know if it like originated there or if it's just role-playing games generally, there's this idea of an alignment chart. And basically, an alignment chart uh, sort of breaks characters out. It car- and, and it can be characters within any particular world, any fictional world, and identifies them somewhere on the axis of good versus evil, so good to evil, uh, sort of good, neutral, or evil, mm-hmm. and then lawful versus unlawful. Mm-hmm. So you can have, you know, in any matrix, you can have a lawful good, a neutral good, a chaotic good, uh, and then on the second row, you can have lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, chaotic evil. And it's sort of a fun way to think about characters within any kind of fictional, any world. I guess it doesn't have to be a fictional world, within any group of characters and sort of organizing them by how what they're motivated by and how they behave. And mm-hmm. And just to help you understand like what that means, good characters, uh, this is according to like the Wikipedia thing on this. Good characters and creatures protect innocent life. Evil characters and creatures debase or destroy innocent life for fun or profit. So it doesn't have to be 
you know, it could be just pure sociopathy. It could be, you know, greed, whatever. But like, you know, evil versus good. Pretty simple concept. Mm -hmm. Can I, um, before we get into the ones that are specifically related to commercial campaigns, can I give what I think is a very basic example from, this is from WNYC. They use some pretty popular characters. So lawful good. That would be the top left corner. Superman. Right. He's very good. He's very lawful. Absolute opposite of that chaotic evil is the Joker. Um, Both but, evil, but also a chaos agent. Exactly. Robin Hood is chaotic, but good. So right. that's kind of top right he, corner. He, he upends. He doesn't go by the laws. He breaks mm -hmm. the laws, but he does it for for protecting the innocent. And then, actually, I don't remember Animal Farm well enough to understand or enough to explain this one, but um, lawful evil would be Napoleon from Animal Farm. What yeah, was Napoleon's so role? So Napoleon's role, if I'm recalling correctly, was that um, he wanted to uphold the hierarchy of, uh, or uh, he sort of reanacted the hierarchy uh, of, of with pigs. When when pigs become right. top top dogs, so sticking with the law, but for evil but purposes, for evil purposes, right? right. And then of course, when using the, the law for evil. And then in the middle of the chart, you have neutral. They have the Oracle from the Matrix. It's just neutral. It just is. Uh, Omar from The Wire is like neutral, chaotic. I'm surprised that yeah, because he's not evil. Huh? He's not evil, but he also like creates creates mm -hmm. chaos and doesn't care about the laws. He'll break the laws. You know, he, he he tends to break the law. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to give some of the extreme examples. Yeah, this is a, and, and I'm, that's a really helpful thing because these are all characters that are like uh, Captain Kirk well is understood. good and neutral. He's not. That's I would so Captain Kirk. You're a Star Trek nerd. Uh, he's not lawful. Well, oh, he breaks the he breaks rules the rules when he when done. he thinks it's appropriate. He doesn't for good, though. but he does operate within the system. You know, he he works for the Federation, mm -hmm. but when he doesn't think the laws are right or benefit the innocent, benefit the good outcome, he finds a way to break okay. the rules. Okay, but then always like he comes back to the fold. He's still part of the sort of the you know the organization, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, okay, so those are just some some uh, kind of archetypes um so it looks like somebody has sent us one of these charts um an alignment chart based on popular commercial characters not just popular commercial characters these are all insurance spokespeople oh, so thank you to listener rachel great. i don't think rachel made this i think okay. she reposted it rachel if i got that wrong uh please correct me but i, I appreciate you posting it to our facebook page um tell me what you think of these now it's an imperfect system you know these these are all insurance spokespeople and it would be you know they weren't created to be fit into this matrix mm -hmm. but i think some of these are are really fun so lawful good is the dennis haysburg character the from Allstate that we talked about the the guy who was the president on 24 mm -hmm. the guy with the low voice he's always wears a suit he's very like upstanding um he's there for this for good he wants he wants you to be insured so you're protected um but he seems like very like Rule follower. By the book. I think that's a good one. Chaotic Evil, also Allstate. Obviously, it's chaos. Right. Or obviously, it's chaos. It's mayhem. Mayhem, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like him. I like those. I think those two are very clear. Yeah. And I also examples. think it, chaotic good is a really clear one to understand as well. That's flow from progressive. That's right. When you think about. She's chaos. I mean, she's, you know. She's those, always doing crazy shit. Yeah. But she like, comes to your house and like good. fix. She and her crew like fix up your house mm -hmm. acting like they're burglars, but they're actually fixing up your house. And then lawful evil, bottom left hand corner. 
following the rules, but basically has bad intentions. The Aflac duck. This is where I think it falls tell, apart. Yeah, I think some of these they just need to slot in there. Yeah, they all because they also have the general uh, as chaotic neutral, and I don't think there's anything chaotic about the general. Is yeah, there? it seems like he's the he's general. He's very law and order. I think uh, chaotic neutral would actually be they have Aaron from Insurance. She was like the kind of anime esque, like kind of. Um, yeah, you remember her. She was a cartoon lady. Um, but like an act, kind of an action hero, right? Sort of, yeah. She was very like, you know, she was always like zipping sort around, of zipping like around. Catwoman. Yeah, a little Catwoman-y, exactly. Catwoman to me, I think, is a chaotic neutral. Yeah, so I would I flip agree. the the general and Aaron from Insurance. And then true neutral, they have um, the gecko. Yeah. I love neutral yeah. good, which is Jake from State Farm. Yeah, and I love that. Photo he's just sitting there in his khakis. Yep, I'm he's just phone. trying to be helpful, but you know he's just doing his job. Yeah, yeah. And then as a neutral evil, it's the Limu Emu, which is sort of a new character we haven't really talked about. Why evil though? Well, I will say the Limu Emu is always getting into shit and mm. like running in its own reflection. So there's definitely some. I would almost that say it's more, more of like chaotic neutral. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so. Anyway, I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's hard to truly fill this out in a way that it's like hard to find evil characters in the insurance spokesperson world, mm-hmm. spokes critter world. But I love this attempt and yeah. I really appreciate getting a chance to see it. And I love that it's specific to an industry, too. I thought this was just good because I only glanced at it very briefly. So I thought it was just going to be, generally speaking, commercial characters. But like just for the industry of insurance, that's pretty impressive. It really is. Yeah, I don't think they completely nail it. I'd like to rework this a little bit. But um I'll do that on my off time. <laughs> you can sell anything. Well, how are you feeling? I'm fine. Luke and I have been joking on TBTL because he had a little bit of a cold uh, last week, too. And we're both doing that Ira Glass thing where our voice doesn't sound so great. But we're like, I'm, I'm fine. Don't worry. We're going to have a great show. It's just my voice. Um, but no, I, I, I've been kind of um, muting my microphone and coughing a little bit. So I, I don't think I sound super great. I feel fine. Just All right. Well, uh, thank you for doing the show with me. I know. Uh, I know. Sometimes when you're not feeling good, it would it would be nice to not not do it. But um, I had fun, and I liked the idea. Yeah, but I definitely think we left stuff on the table. So yeah. please, listeners, email us. Get at us after these messages. Show at Gmail. Call us six zero seven. Four 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 five five nine seven. I will, as always, post all the links to these ads to the Facebook group. Welcome to our new members. I just approved you today. Um, and go to, come to the Facebook group and comment. Um, tell us what we missed. <laughs>